We back in this thing, man. We took a week last week, but y'all, I'm telling you, we told you, man, middle of July coming. It's time to get it and get it quickly, man. We are 54 days. It doesn't seem real, bro. <laughs> 54 days away till Tennessee plays Virginia in Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Tennessee on September 2nd. Y'all, man, we are about to have a string of episodes today. Everything that we talked about a couple of days ago, I guess it was about 10 days ago now, today is the start of the first part of this summer series. And today it is Tuesday morning. Today's episode, man, we finna lock in. Who is the most impactful player offensively and defensively for this team in our eyes? But also, who is the best player offensively and defensively? Two different opinions, two different sides of this thing. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's your boy Ruck in the building. Turn with me. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. I guess it's the Monday rundown on a Tuesday. Let's get it. Yo, yo, wherever you tuning in from today, man, look, like, comment, subscribe. If you're rocking with us on YouTube, man, hit that bell notification right now so you never miss a show. Y'all, we have, I don't know what happened. We did one video that was 12 minutes long and the channel jumped 15 subs. So I, I don't know anything about this anymore. I don't know YouTube. I thought I understood the algorithm. I don't understand it at all. So whatever you're doing keep doing it like comment subscribe let's keep growing this thing man get 1k 54 days that's a goal 54 days 1k somebody gonna have to come and help me out <laughs> somebody gonna have to come and do it man y'all got the boy turn with me today it's your boy rug man if you listen on apple or spotify podcast one thing man we are glad you are rocking with us give this thing a thumbs up like it but also go ahead and write a review, man, so you can let the world know why they need to be rocking with straight up Tennessee, baby. Turn 54 days, my bro. What? Man, it don't seem real. Don't seem real. I was upstairs watching the the home run derby a minute ago because, I mean, there really ain't no sports on besides baseball right now, like MLB baseball. And, uh Dude, I don't, I don't know. I just keep, keep seeing on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. Just, they keep just posting videos, and I'm like, man, I don't think, I don't think I'm gonna start feeling it until about a month out, bro. I, I think I, I think I feel it more now because <laughs> that boy Pete Edwards put out that running through the T little teaser. You heard that, John? song yeah yeah i was like okay look at you look at the boy pete out here man that boy sounded sounding great on the little tune mm -hmm. and i i saw it i was like man that is every every boy's dream from this small town is to run through that t 
Now I ran out on Neyland Stadium, but it wasn't through no T. You know what I'm talking about? Facts. But uh, but no, I felt it, bro. I have felt it ever since. Go ahead. No, I got to do that one year. I think we only went. I thought I think the Jamboree. We only had the Jamboree at Neyland Stadium one year. I had it. Y'all have it like all four. Twice, I, think I had it twice. Eight. We only had it one, then it was essential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really is crazy that we're 54 days out from the 23 season. There's a lot of hype. Man, uh, Tennessee actually on Monday released who they're sending to SEC Media Day. That's on July 20th. Uh, they're sending Big O, Joe Milton, um, and I'm missing somebody. I'm blowing blank. Uh, Jacob Warren. Yeah, and Jay Warren, Jay Warren. Shout out to Jacob Warren. Hey, Jacob, we, hey, listen, Brody. <laughs> Tap in right now, Jacob, okay? We got your boy Parker Ball coming on the show here soon. You hear me? We got the boy coming on the show. And uh, I'm already going to call it, bro. Jay Warren, we need you on the show, Brody. We need to get the senior tight end, the Knoxville native himself, Mr. Farragut Admiral. Pull up on us, bro. What What's the deal? Pull up, Brody. So, that's my plug for Jacob Warren right there. So whatever we got to do, we're going to get Jay Warren on this thing, bro. Whatever we got to do, bro. But, oh, man, y'all, like I said at the top of the show, uh, man, today we are going to dive into two sides of the football. Um, who's the best player in our opinions on the offensive side and the defensive side, but then also leading into 23, who has the mo- who is the impact player offensively and defensively for this team to be as successful as we can? I'm hearing a lot of things. I mean, the hype from on three and, and the the J.D. Piquel and Josh Pates of the world, the hype on Joe Milton is through the roof. Is this something that is going to float to the head of Joe Milton? Is this something that is going to hover over this team to start the year? I want to answer that now. Yes, it is going to hover over us because the hype behind Joe, in my opinion, it feels a lot. It feels like a lot right now. A lot. Somebody asked me what I thought, and this is just being real transparent. I mean, real transparent. Somebody asked me the other day, one of my buddies was like, what do you think Tennessee goes this year? And I said, it depends on one player. And they were like, who? I said, Joe Milton. I mean, I think we got we got the dudes. We got the weapons at receiver. We got the weapons at running back. We got a pretty good offensive line. It all depends on Joe Milton, bro. We get if we get we get Orange Bowl Joe for thirteen games, he gonna win the Heisman, bro. <laughs> there's no doubt in my like he will win the Heisman. Like there's no there's nothing you can tell me that he wouldn't. And go and and probably go top top two, top three. Absolutely. The draft because we know now the NFL draft is straight potential based. I mean, if Anthony Richardson can go number four, bro, Joe Joe is already that much better than Anthony Richardson ever will be. Mm-hmm. So, but the hype it, it feels a lot as a fan. Like this is not again, y'all. We ain't the media. We just two dudes that just love this stuff and can actually talk and have a cordial conversation with some good debates. It just feels like a lot. Joe is gonna do his thing. To what level? We don't. We really don't know. You know what I mean? Like we really don't know. We haven't seen. We've seen Joe Milton start four games at Tennessee, bro. Four, four. We don't know what Joe we're going to get for twelve games. But I think 
purely based off of how long now this is his third year under Hypo. Okay. If you look at, I, I saw something crazy a couple of days ago. There was a, it talked about Hypo's quarterbacks over, I think it was like the last 10 years. Like he talked about whoever was the last guy he coached at Oklahoma. I can't remember who that was, but then he had Drew Locke at Missouri. Mm-hmm. They beat Tennessee down. I, I don't know if y'all can remember this, but they came to Neyland Stadium and beat us by like two touchdowns. And I was freezing cold. For some reason, I went to that game with your mom. I have no I, no reason. I, I don't oh, remember. Yeah, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have no idea why. But yes, I remember that. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Drew Lot Drew Lot came in, straight slapped us. Who was and at, at the time nobody knows. Like Josh Hype. Josh Heupel was the, was the offensive coordinator. Then Josh Heupel moves to UCF. Obviously, he has incredible quarterbacks, McKenzie Milton. Then he gets uh, um, um, my dude that's at Oklahoma now, left-handed dude. What's his name? Dylan Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's he's still starting at Oklahoma. Um, but then he gets to Tennessee, starts out with Joe. Ends up happening, whatever happens with his leg. You know, he gets hurt in the Pittsburgh game. Um, if Let's be honest. Okay, early in 21 in the Pittsburgh game, Joe had a hot start. He throws the ball deep to Jalen Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt drops a touchdown. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, man. I, I mean, 21, 21, Joe Milton comes out first drive. He overthrows a quick hit route, throws a bomb to Jalen Hyatt. He drops the touchdown because he, he like, gets a concussion, like, second or third play of the game. I don't know if you remember this. But yeah. then he then he gets, in a, gets into a little groove. A lot of hot passes. They're just throwing short stuff, getting them in a groove. He breaks for, like, a 50-something yard run, almost scores. Next drive, turns his ankle. So it's like we haven't seen enough of him. But I say all that to say that the stat was saying if hypo quarterbacks in year two, so you can technically say this is year two for Joe Milton because this is his actual second go around at being the starter. Think about it. Hendon Hooker starts year two numbers are bananas, says that their production goes up 46 percent. Wow. That is a lot, bro. That is a lot. I mean, you think about it, man. I mean, I always think back to the interview that somebody did with Joe Milton. And they like – it was like right after, you know, Hendon Hooker like became the quarterback and started playing really good. They were like, <clears throat> how does it feel? Or they asked him something about like how does it feel or something like that about losing the starting quarterback job. And he was like, I never lost the starting quarterback job. I got hurt. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer if Joe Milton wouldn't have got hurt I really don't know if Hendon Hooker would have seen the field that year. I, well, would we even would Hendon Hooker be a third round draft pick to the Detroit Lions? Fact, fact, no, absolutely not. It's really that like no, probably not. So, and the thing about it is, man, Josh Hopple, and just looking at like at Josh Hopple's history, he sees something in Joe Milton. He's been pro Joe Milton. I mean, he, don't don't get me wrong, he he loved Hendon Hooker, but he's been pro Joe Milton from day one. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he didn't go and get a quarterback in the portal in 21 for no reason. Right. Thanks. So and it just made sense. And it was just I mean, Tennessee was a big enough school for Joe Milton coming from Michigan. It's like he wasn't going to go to like no UCF or anything. But Mm -hmm. Josh Heupel gets to Tennessee. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go with Josh. I'm going to go with Heupel. So Um, but like I was saying, it just feels like a lot. And. I love that. Because there's eyes on Tennessee again. Like, when is the last time this is like there weren't eyes on Tennessee when we had really good teams when Butch was here? 
to be honest, like it wasn't like this. It wasn't ever like, man, Tennessee is a playoff contender. That's the that's the language that people are saying about Tennessee right now, bro. That's insane. Okay. So, but let's hop into the conversation, bro. Like the, the meat of today. So offensively, let's start on the offensive end first. In your opinion, who skill set, just who is the best player on this Tennessee offense and why? Best player? Best, best player on the Tennessee offense. I think if you're, I mean, if you're going about athletic ability and just like best all around athlete, I mean, I I don't want to say the cliche answer, but I mean, I got to say, I got to say Joe Milton. I mean, I don't think there's anybody more athletic on the offensive side of the ball than Joe Milton. He's got the size. He's got the arm. He can run. He's got, I mean, you name it, he's got it. And I'm going to just go ahead and tell y'all, I 100% agree. In my opinion, Joe Milton is the best player on the Tennessee offense. And it is not, it has anything, nothing, it has nothing to do with IQ. It has nothing to do with how big of an arm he is. It is absolute just who's the best football player on that offense. It's Joe Milton. I, I, I don't care. Like, it is. And and it's simply because we've seen how good he can be. Yeah, yeah, yes, 100%. We've seen how good he can be, bro. Now, biggest impact on the offensive side this year, in your opinion? McCoy. Okay. Go well, like why? It ain't it ain't he's kind of been it's kind of been hush hush for Brew McCoy. You know, everybody's on the Joe Milton hop and like talking about everything else. I, I don't know. I think Brew McCoy I think Brew McCoy is a sure catch. I think I no like doubt. like hands down, like we, we need five, seven yards. Brew gonna catch the ball. Yeah. Goal line, go goal line, brew is gonna be a dog. Twenty yards in. Hundred percent. He should have, he should have anywhere from forty-five to sixty catches this year. Yes, yes. I personally think Squirrel White is going to have the most receptions this year. I can see that hundred percent because of the quick screens, the the quick game, and the fact that he can just absolutely run. Yeah, but I think I agree with that. But I think I think Brew McCoy is going to have more of those tight game situation plays. I mean, think about the Alabama game. He's the one he who caught look- that he's the one who caught that ball across the middle. And that wasn't yeah. an easy, that wasn't an easy catch either. He got two wrong. balls, two passes to the biggest receivers we had on the field. First one was was to Ramel mm-hmm. and the second one was then Brew with a guy holding his right arm and then <laughs> Brian Branch closing on the ball behind him and he his, catches the ball. His hands are just Strong. strong. There's no body. It's all hands. All hands, bro. Like, so it's either, it's either him. It's either him, or I could. I could even most impactful player. I could honestly call me crazy. I could see Cooper Mays. I mean, because at, at the end of the day, he is the he's the guy over the offense. In my opinion, Party. you just said mine. Most impact, the most impactful player on this offense is Cooper Mays. I've yeah. seen a lot of games without Cooper Mays, and I've seen a lot of games with him. 2021 in the Pittsburgh game, Cooper Mays goes down. 
We go to play Florida on the road the next – or we have a, a cheap game the game before. We go play Florida on the road in 21. Cooper Mays is not starting. We got Carvin at center. We moved the line around. The boy Ollie Lane is on the field. Early reps, amazing. Over time, they beat us down. Mm-hmm. We were hot early. Javante Payton catches a deep ball down the sideline. Boom, touchdown. The quick – the halfback screen to Tyon Evans to the crib. We're beating Florida right there, 14 to 10. And then you just saw without the veteran leadership of Cooper Mays and him understanding the callouts, understanding the disguises from the defensive line and the linebackers, what they're trying to do, we couldn't handle it. Facts, 100%. 2022, Cooper Mays plays the whole game. We basically blow them. It's 38-21 with like 12 minutes left in the game. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He is the most impact, impactful player. Here's why, too. Jerome Carvin is gone. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Spraggs is back. Yes, Mincy and Crawford are back. Mm-hmm. Dane Davis is back. Ollie Lane is back. The boy Parker Ball is back. Like, there's a lot of guys back. You bring in the Texas transfer. You got Addison Nichols in year two at center. You got uh, uh, John Campbell from Miami. Like, you bring in some guys, but they still haven't been in the system that long. Who can make sure that – listen, the quarterback does control the tempo, but who controls the efficiency? Absolutely. That's the difference to me. Mm -hmm. I don't care about how fast we're going if it's all out of sorts. 1,000%. 1,000%. Cooper Mays has to play every game. And he got to stay healthy all year if we want to go and do the same or better than what we did last year. 1,000%. So we're kind of on the same page right there. 1 million percent. <clears throat> there's just, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, there's no yeah. I mean, I could easily say other most impactful player, excuse me, is like Joe, but. <clears throat> I feel like if that offensive line is settled in, I it's like you you said this a little earlier. Like we're gonna have a good offensive line, and I I do believe that to a certain extent. It's like the talent is there, yeah. But okay, Crawford and Mincy swapped at left all year. Like we never had a true like who's left. Do you now say, hey, John Campbell is left because that's what he played at Miami, or does Campbell go to right where uh, where Darnell was? You you know what I'm saying? Like, what is that? What happens? I think that is going to be the biggest question mark for us is what happens on the front. We know that we know the sure thing here is that Cooper Mays is starting center and Javante Spragans is starting left guard. Like we know that. Yeah, I I can't wait to see because I mean. If we're being honest, that's, that orange and white game didn't show nothing. No, half the everybody was out, and I think this time. Okay, listen, y'all, hear me now. Hear me now. Tune in, lock in with me for two seconds. It's July eleventh. Uh, okay, by October eleventh, we, I promise you, the one player that we're gonna be talking about by October eleventh is Dante Thornton. I promise. So okay, okay. Here's your here's your little debate question. Dante Thornton, is he a starter? If they held him out of the orange and white game, that guy tell me something. That's, That's all it. I gotta say. 
That's a legitimate question. I mean, you would think, I mean, you would think coming back, it would be Brew, Ramel, and Squirrel. But, I mean, what do you think Thornton play? I mean, you put him at slot or do you put him, you put him out wide? So, here's the are you playing at both? He's just so, so so tall. I talked to the boy C2. Y'all remember C2 that's been on the show. <laughs> I got to spend a lot of time with him last week. And we we talked about this. And I'm going to tell you the same exact thing. I think this is, this is the mm, – I hesitate to say this. This might be the best receiver room we've had even in Hypo's 10-year. Yes, Jalen Hyatt does what he does last year. But before the year happened, nobody was like, Jalen Hyatt's going to do this. It was all Cedric Tillman, right? Mm-hmm. The year before, we we knew we had some good guys. Like, you know, we had Valus. You know, yeah, we was, Valus was an NFL draft pick. We knew that. We knew Ced, but we didn't know Cedric was going to do what he did in 21. Mm-mm. This year, all of these cats are proven, right? Like, we know what Squirrel White can do. We yeah. know that Ramel Keaton is a great a great possession guy who can catch the ball, get you a couple yards, but he can also get Jiggy out there on the outside and get wide open somehow, right? Mm-hmm. Brew McCoy, he doesn't drop the ball. Just throw it his way. He's going to go get it. The question mark is Dante Thornton, and you don't go and get another receiver when your receiving room is already this good for no reason, right? Yeah. So the way I explained it was, I think that you're going to have a core of four. It's never happened in the Hypo era here at Tennessee. We've only had three, right? We've had three guys. There's no way that can happen this year. And here's what I think happens. You're going to see a lot more four wide, whereas last year we saw a lot of three wide receivers and a tight end. You're going to see now, I think you're going to have the tight end in more of that H-back position. Right. Like when they get in that set and Jacob Warren's like right behind the line on the right on the right or left side of the line. They got a stacked formation on the outside. So it's technically five receivers with Jacob Warren included. But you're going to see a lot more of the stacks are going to be like Squirrel and Brew and then Ramel and Dante. Like you're going to see you're going to have to because he has to be on the field. They've already said. He is so fast that that he can play the slot and cause problems. He can play the outside and cause problems. He is a matchup nightmare. So instead of seeing the Jacob Warren in the stacked formations, you're going to probably start to see Dante Thornton in those formations and push Jacob Warren inside for more protection because, again, the offensive line is, in my opinion, it's a question mark. God, dude, he's 6'5", 205. And runs a four three. I mean, you ain't putting him on the field. I mean, like what? <clears throat> he is on the field. I don't care. Whatever has to happen. Dante Thornton's on my football field. He's on my football field. Mac eleven. You hear what I'm talking about Mac eleven. Here in a four four on pro day. You can't be that big and running that fast, dog. Mm. No, so, with a vertical of 34 and a half. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Inside, be. outside, where you want him. He's a matchup problem. Throw it up. Yeah. Throw it up. Yeah. It don't matter. Mm-mm. Don't matter. So, 
Defensively, who's the best player on the field this year in 23 defensively? Amari Thomas. Best player. Best player, Amari Thomas, hands down. Big O, we still need you on the show, big dog. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going with a defensive lineman. And for me, he, he, for me, the best player on the field is Aaron Beasley. <laughs> I was this close to saying Aaron Beasley. And I'm going to tell you, bro, I, you and I both, we saw Bees up close. If I put 20 pounds on you, you would look as big as Aaron Beasley. He ain't that big. No, he, he just gets the he, ball. He just got that dog in him. Like, Bees, like, gosh, man. Like, how fast he is at 6'2", 220 is what they say he weighs. I mean, bro, he flies to the football and is a straight head hunter. He's the type of dude, like, that I'm low-key afraid of practicing against because he might hit me and, like, this man don't even know how actually how strong he is, but he hit me like hard, hard, and I'm hurt in practice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they like, hey man, yeah, taps, just taps, just taps, and then he like hit you in the chest. He like, oh god. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'm with that you. That hurt. But I also say most impactful player because I mean, turn like, think about this defense and how much we. I, I think a lot of people are not understanding how much we lost defensively. Like Byron Young, gone. Gone. Jeremy Banks, gone. Mm-hmm. Solon Page played a lot of snaps at linebacker last year. Yeah. Gone. Right? Like, there's some little – like, those are not, like, little departures. Like, these are guys that played crazy minutes over the last few years of the hypo era, and now they're just gone. And now you're asking Aaron Beasley – who is not an extremely vocal human. We we saw that hand in hand. Yeah. But who is becoming a leader by action, and then he's going to be able to influence and speak into those around him. He has to be the, not just a dog, he's got to be the captain of this defense because, sure, I 100% agree with you. Big O is, <laughs> that dude is big. Bro, like that man is is that is a massive human, and he is going to get his. Um, you return a lot of guys um, on that defensive line as well. You get Roman Harrison back for another year. Like you get some guys, and then you bring in all that young talent at linebacker and um, <clears throat> at linebacker and on the line. Shandavion Bradley, Arian mm-hmm. Carter, David Hobbs. You know, you still got Josh Josephs, James Pierce. Like, this defense is nasty, but we did lose that leadership portion. And so this is why I think Aaron Beasley um, has to be the impact player too. But if I had to say another person, and I think you and I may be on the same page right here as far as biggest impact, is Tank, bro. I So, yeah, that's a that my, if you're, you're about to ask me my most impactful player, I was going to say Tank. Gotta be. Yeah, they've been there for six years, bro. I mean, you, yeah, he's your leader. 
and you could you could I could you can tell the way he carries himself too. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it's it the, the cornerback room is gonna be interesting. The defensive back room this year is interesting because it seems like you're gonna have Tank and Wesley Walker. They're gonna get the start. Yeah. But that corner position, it's like, okay, Warren Burrell is back. Does he just hop back in? Or is is it slaughter? Is it is it Gabe Judy Lolly? Like we got boys. You got to think in the linebacker room, Keenan Palee. Like, what happens? Like, what do we roll out against Virginia? I think it's gonna be an absolute dog's stomp, bro. We should not, win by literally six touchdowns. I'm not going as of as of now. I'm not going. I mean, that might change probably the week of knowing me, but I, that, that's one of the reasons I'm not going is because I think we're going to absolutely like beat the dog piss out of them. Brody. <sighs> I like what you said though about tank. And if y'all haven't seen the show, man, that we did with Jalen, bro, first of all, all class of a guy, of a guy, this dude is really, really, really sharp. Um, great football player better human and mm-hmm. so y'all need to go check out the show with Jalen mccullough um that was episode one of volume three i think we did it a couple weeks back so uh but we got more player series videos on the way man we got the boy parker ball uh we've reached out to omari thomas we're going to continue to reach out like i said jacob warren pull up on us big dog it's time to get you on the show as well knoxville and knoxville my boy but talking about tank again i i think that the the leadership he brings but also he understands just he just understands football like 100% so, so with him being back there it's like the safety net right mm-hmm. he allows everybody else to play more free he may not have a lot of tackles he may not have a couple picks this year who knows we'll see but the fact that he's on the field gives me this security blanket of like, yo, we straight. 100%. They'll be fine. They'll be just fine. 100% agree. So I just – I don't know, man. I, I think, you know, like we said, the, 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 the key to me all year is going to be the consistency – of number seven. I agree hundred percent. I mean hundred percent. How how game over game, down over down, what Joe are we gonna get from week one to week two and from week two to week three? I don't know if you saw this last week. Joe Milton did an interview and I don't know what the question was, but he says I don't lose in Florida. Yeah. So, you know, that woke some Gator fans up. Um, bring it on. And uh, it is true. He has not lost in Florida as the starter. So. It is true. We going to – I'm the 54 days, man. Tennessee plays Virginia in the Nissan Stadium, so. Y'all, I can't wait, man. This week is already starting off fire for us. I hope y'all have enjoyed the show today. Our comments, our complaints, our discussion, I guess you could say. 
I'd love to see what y'all think, man. Who y'all think offensively first is the best player on the field? Then secondly, who's that has the most impact on this offense going into 23? Uh, defensively, who has uh, who's the best player defensively on this Tennessee roster? But then also who has the biggest impact on this roster as well, man? I can't wait to get back. Uh, we're actually shooting um, this week with Parker Ball. We'll release that episode at a later date. But uh, we'll be back, man. On uh, probably Thursday, man, we'll be back and we'll probably chop it up. Here's here's the thing. Here's what we want to talk about Thursday, okay? Ten and two or bust year. I think that's. I mean, I think that's. I think that's. Uh, <laughs> this is the. We can talk about that for an hour, okay? I've, I've I've said that from day one when people ask me, "What do you think? What do you think? What do you think Tennessee's record is this year?" And I always come back with, well, what do you think it's going to be? Everybody's like, you know, nine and three, you know, maybe 10 and two. I was like, I was like, it's either 10 and two or nothing. And it's, either 10, it's either 10 and two or like seven and six. We're going to dive into all of that, y'all, on Thursday. I'm telling you, I, I got some crazy things that I've been thinking about that make me very uncomfortable because I don't want to be, a, I don't want to suck. <laughs> I don't want to suck. But we could quickly, we could quickly be like, okay. This is what we thought last year would be. Yeah. 100%. But I got some hot takes, but I also got some positive takes because there's a lot. This year is crazy. And on top of the 10 and 2 are bust kind of conversation that we'll have, the last thing is if it is a positive year, can Tennessee actually beat Georgia this year in Neyland Stadium on November 4th? This is going to be a banger of a show. Y'all tap in with us all week long, man. We getting ready to fire this thing back up. Here in a couple weeks, we'll be back on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. And then obviously we don't have no Saturdays yet till it's game day. But y'all, we are also only about three and a half weeks away from the Hall of Fame football game. There's some gonna be some football on here soon in the NFL. So um, but man, thank y'all for tapping in and, and, and locked in with us today, man. It has been the Monday rundown on a Tuesday turn. You got anything else for the folk today, my guy? Y'all, comment below, man. Who you think is the best offensive player, best impact player, and then defensively, who's the best player and who provides the most impact, man? It's your boys from Straight Up Tennessee, baby. New merch on the way, too. Y'all, we'll see you back on Thursday, man. It's Straight Up Tennessee, baby.